Welcome to the Hearts Entwined podcast. In this podcast, we'll be having discussions around the secrets which attract lasting, healthy, fulfilling relationships, creating a healthy mindset, and what women should know and understand about men. Introducing your host, Lynn Smith, the Queen of Hearts, relationship expert, trainer, speaker, and best-selling author of The Cupid's Bow Technique. Lynn's mission is to have a positive impact in reducing divorce, domestic violence, and suicide. Welcome to the Hearts Entwined podcast. This is your host, Lynn Smith, the Queen of Hearts. Thank you all so much for subscribing. I really appreciate it. I want to reinforce in these early episodes that some listeners may find that what I have to share may be somewhat controversial and may feel a bit emotive. All I ask is that you remain open-minded because I know from personal experience and also from feedback from my fans, my followers and my clients that this information resonates with them and that the techniques and skills once implemented get really great phenomenal results. In this episode I want to discuss more on masculine and feminine energy. But before I get into that, uh, I want to answer a question which I get asked quite a lot. And that is, why is self-help for love and relationships mostly aimed at women? Well, the reason is actually very obvious once you know. Men are different to women. (laughs) Of course, we want fairness and equal opportunities. But being equal does not mean being the same. Men think, they uh, speak, they behave and feel totally different to women. And men are generally more private and solitary in their thinking and usually they like to solve their problems by themselves. Whereas women, on the other hand, generally they like to share and help each other. So they are more likely to seek help from others, especially in the areas of uh, personal areas such as, you know, relationships, etc. So um, what I'd like to reinforce is to those women that are actually uh, listening to this podcast, please don't get upset when relationship guidance is aimed more at women and feel that this lets men off the hook and that they're not being educated or willing to be educated around this. Um, You know, you've got to think of the upside. The good news is that when you discover how to truly step into your feminine energy and positively change your thinking, your your language, your behaviours and your feelings, what will happen is you'll attract and create a relationship where you, you give him the space to unconsciously respond by him stepping into his healthy masculine energy. And it's this polarisation of energies which creates more passion, intimacy and fulfilment. So the good news is, is that the end result is a win-win. So for the ladies listening, you know, just know that this stuff is aimed at you because you're more receptive because you're a woman. And if there are some men listening, then I really, really appreciate it. And, and thank you very much for tuning in. I'm sure you're going to learn a hell of a lot about women as a result of uh, listening in on this podcast. And if you do have any questions that you'd like me to address, uh, whether you're a man or a woman, then please email me because I want to make sure I'm giving you great value, great content and and things that really resonate with you and that can positively change your relationship status. 
Okay, so how did I end up becoming an expert in this industry? Well, on the back of the sexual violence and abuse that I experienced in my teens, I can now look back and see how and where those traumas negatively impacted my subsequent intimate relationships. To start with, through a a lack of self-love, I suppose, I defaulted into an unhealthy feminine energy state and went through, um, I have to say, a bit of a promiscuous phase. And looking as I know most girls and women do, uh, I was looking for love through sex and attracting some pretty unhealthy and sometimes abusive relationships on the back of that. But intermixed with this, there were some good relationships. And I realise now that you know, when I was in a good relationship, I was self-sabotaging because I felt undeserving or or unworthy of them. And I'm sure for most of you that uh, can relate to to that happening to yourselves, all this happens unconsciously because we're not parented or educated about any of this stuff, are we? The vast majority of us are ignorant of how important self-love is and how masculine and feminine energy works in the context of attracting or creating healthy, fulfilling relationships. So I can remember feeling that I desperately wanted love and to feel lovable. And and I made the big mistake, as many, many women do and, and girls, of defaulting into that unhealthy feminine energy and, and using sex to get this need met. So I went from not caring about my welfare and feeling totally needy and out of control completely, which only resulted in more hurt and distrust of men. Uh, So I went from that to then unconsciously looking for a man, my ex-husband as it turned out, who would offer me protection, safety, love, stability And it would also, most important for me, let me take control of that relationship. And I got my wish. And for the 23 years that I was with my ex-husband, I was very controlling. I acted superior to him. I forced my opinion over his. I told him how to do things that he was perfectly capable of doing for himself. And I altered the things he did so they were done my way. And I also wore an invisible suit of masculine armour and for the most part I was pretty cold and confused in that relationship and I didn't understand because I didn't have the awareness at that time to know what was going on. And all of this was driven by, by my unconscious need to look after and protect myself on the back of not trusting men. And what I ended up with was a man who had actually managed to emasculate on a, on a regular basis. And after years of um, inadvertently changing him to become a, a male version of myself, I wondered why I didn't find him as attractive anymore. And, and obviously now I understand it's because I was the dominant one. I was the one wearing the trousers. And although I wanted an, a dominant masculine man in my life um, because I was effectively being that person in that relationship. What I was getting instead was a, a good man who was stepping more into his feminine. So what happened? Well, I, I subsequently divorced this perfectly good man, not because I wasn't happy, but because I felt there was something missing. I felt he'd lost his balls, but 
you know what, it was me that all but castrated him. And I was feeling really unfulfilled in that relationship. Um, there, there was little or no passion. And although there was love and intimacy, in the main, we had a, a friendship type relationship. But the thing that I didn't realise at the time was that this was mostly my own fault. A response to my own controlling masculine behaviour. So, you know, I really had to start looking at myself and understanding what was what was actually going on. Um, unfortunately, um, during my survival journey, I discovered some very powerful passion and, and intimacy techniques, um, some really great strategies and skills that, that really work. And these techniques showed me how to heal and love myself. Whereas before with my ex, there was distance, little connection and, and the feeling of settling for an okay partnership. Now that I've reclaimed my true healthy feminine power, I've learned to let go of that control and trust without feeling the need to protect myself. My invisible suit of uh, masculine armour, I've, I've now been able to let that go completely. And as a result, I've now got a relationship which is full of really intense red hot passion. It has the intimacy that I've been craving and I feel massive connection. And I really feel alive for the first time in my relationship. I feel loved and cherished beyond my wildest dreams. And I've come to realise this is what I've been craving all my adult life. I really wanted to attract a strong masculine male who would treat me like a goddess, protect me and take care of me, who would take the lead in a healthy relationship and show me the passion that I was really craving and melt me with his really strong masculine energy and presence. And for me, that all happened literally within six months of me ending my relationship with my ex-husband. Uh, and on January the 3rd, 2010... I actually attracted that when I met my soulmate, Paul. So you may be thinking, was it all sweetness and light? Unfortunately, no, <laughs> at least not to start with. Um, despite having a very passionate relationship with lots of deep love, intimacy and connection, about every four weeks or so, we'd end up having these big arguments. And I really couldn't understand why. And after having such a, a peaceful, calm relationship with my ex, um, I was really confused and really pointing the finger in Paul's direction and thinking it, it must be all his fault, right? Because <laughs> I never had this previously. Well, actually, no, it wasn't. Um, believe it or not, it took me over three years of sometimes very painful experiences to learn and finally grasp that the issue of resolving conflicts as a very specific sequence and order, I just needed to learn to handle it in a feminine, a healthy feminine way rather than my previous default masculine energy way. Um, and, and to create calm and intimacy where otherwise there would have been conflict and arguments, I learned that I needed to follow a certain sequence to diffuse the situation. For example... If Paul gets irritated or frustrated over something and 
you know, and, and unfortunately, you know, takes it out on me by being a bit irritable. I used to call this lighting the fire. And the temptation for me in that scenario was for me to react by adding fuel to the fire, by either getting aggressive, in other words, retaliating in anger, becoming defensive, saying yes, but, or justifying with my I'm right opinion. And either way, what I realise now is that all Paul could see at this point is another, or all he could feel, I would, I really need to emphasise, is that there is another masculine energy, male energy in the room, challenging his masculinity. And I used to do all of the these things on a regular basis, and I'd always end up with the same result. You know, we'd end up having a full-blown major argument, and we both used to say things that would be very hurtful, and Paul would then withdraw into his cave, and, and that would be for sometimes days at a time. And I would feel utterly and completely really distraught. So I, I knew I needed to deal with this by implementing some of the techniques which taught me to respond to him in a healthy feminine way and to start looking at myself and, and seeing my vulnerability as a source of strength, whereas previously I, I probably viewed that as, as a big weakness. And what what this does is, is pour water on the fire. And I really needed to, to test it out this this out because... If I didn't learn to effectively pour water on the fire, I'd risk losing that deep connection and intimacy which we had. And the way I discovered that uh, really worked for me was I'd let him see or know that it hurt my feelings by either um, responding, by using my forefingers to playfully look at my pouty lip (laughs) and I'd point to that with emphasis and, and have a little girl silky, silky uh, pout with um, the complete with sad puppy dog eyes uh, and just give him that, you know, that really sad, vulnerable little girl look. And what I'd notice is that he'd instantly feel guilty. <laughs> I could just tell by his face for hurting the woman he loves and, and give him himself a far harder time about it than than I ever could so just by being quiet and, and just putting on that sulky pouty lip face the result was that the the fire had been put out and intimacy had been maintained and the great thing about that is that you know as a woman you can then pick your moment to have your say on that situation but in a, a far more calmer feminine way further down the line And I'm really excited to say that for many years, peace and calm has prevailed. I know that Paul really adores me and we both now make a conscious effort to deal with potential conflicts in a playful, fun or calm way. So that's a huge, huge relief. I've really personally known what it's like to have suffered the trauma of sexual violence and abuse as a young teenager in an era where children weren't encouraged enough to have a voice. And I believe I survived these experiences uh, for a reason. And I I believe it was to prepare me to inspire women to know that they can have a safer, brighter, fulfilling future when it comes to their intimate relationships. I feel really blessed and very lucky to have the ultimate intimate soulmate relationship I've now got. 
Paul and I have some really healthy, deep, lasting love, passion and intimacy for each other. And within that now, there's loads of peace and calm. And I know that if we can have that, you can have that too. Well, for now, uh, thank you for listening. I really appreciate it. I see you. I feel you. I hear you. I understand you. I care about you. I'm with you and I want to help you and serve you. So always remember, true love starts with opening our hearts. Thanks for listening to the Hearts Entwined podcast. You can follow Lynn via the Facebook group Two Hearts Entwined or search Lynn Smith, inspirational speaker at LinkedIn or email lynn at hearts-entwined.com. That's L-Y-N at hearts-entwined.com. Remember, true love starts with opening our hearts.